Hi, and welcome to Grounding with Gem. I'm Gem Wilson, and I'm a mindset coach and founder of Vala Energy. I'm so excited to help you up-level your mindset, ground back into your body, and reconnect with nature to live your most fulfilling and expansive life. I truly believe that whatever you can see in your mind, you can manifest into your reality, and I can't wait to share my practical tips for life, love, and business with you. Thanks for joining me today, and let's jump right in. Hello and welcome back to Grounding with Gem. How are we all? If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, are you still in the cave? I am feeling very relaxed because I went to an amazing sound bath last night with the lovely Gabby from Purple Dragon Therapies. She's in Barry. I would so recommend her incredible, beautiful sound bath. And she said, are we in the cave? Are you still feeling like you're in the cave? I love to call this time of year <laughs> the cave. And it really got me thinking because it really does feel like that. It feels very dark and like you want to hibernate and just be cozy and cutchy. And I definitely can relate to that feeling. I feel like this year more than ever, I've been embracing the slowness of winter Last winter and the winter before, I would be getting out there and going sea swimming and waking up early. But even now, getting up at seven o'clock and it's dark and my body just thinks, no, I want to stay in bed. So if you're someone who's also feeling that pull to slow down, to be in the cave, I would really encourage you to embrace it as much as you can. Maybe it's cooking a nutritious meal. Maybe it's going to bed that little bit earlier or sleeping in a little bit more if you can. And really giving your body that opportunity to embrace its own inner winter before the light starts to shine in and everything illuminates and we get our big energy back. And I'll be honest, I've been having a pretty quiet few weeks, just taking it slow, taking it easy, easing myself into the new year, but really getting intentional about how I'm spending my time, what it is I am manifesting this year. And it really got me thinking about this topic. And I thought, what a great idea for a podcast, because it is something that comes up so much in my own life, with friends, with clients, with family. And as that phrase that I love says, what is personal is universal. So I know that many of you will also be experiencing this as well. And it's this feeling of overwhelm when you have a dream, you have something you're working on manifesting, and you keep getting caught up in, oh my gosh, how is it going to happen? What am I going to do? But what if this, 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 and this goes wrong? And basically trying to micromanage and being very much in that masculine energy. And I do really love that phrase, and I repeat it to people a lot, that you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But putting that into practice when we've been taught that we should know exactly what we want to do with our lives every step of the way from being a child, doing exams, choosing subjects, choosing a career, then ticking all these boxes of 
get the house, get married, have kids. And it's like there's a formula laid out. But a lot of us, we don't want to go with that predestined idea of how life should be. And we want to manifest our own visions and timelines. So a really great thing I want you to remember is that taking the first step towards anything that feels a little bit out of your comfort zone can often be the hardest and the most overwhelming part because you've likely spent so long ruminating over something and pondering every possible outcome that it's probably caused analysis paralysis to the point where you don't even know where to begin. But my first piece of advice is to just do something to get the wheels in motion to get the momentum going. So think of the smallest logical next step. So if you're trying to get fitter, maybe this next step is to simply call your gym and ask to visit. Maybe if you're looking to meet a life partner, you can look at some new activities to go to where there's a new crowd of people that you can be introduced to. Do you get the drift of what I'm saying? You basically want to take the smallest action you can And then once you start, you will begin to create that momentum. You'll find evidence to support your belief and your desire. Once you've taken that first step, you will find it easier to keep going because you've overcome that first barrier of resistance in your mind that is keeping it up there in your mind in the ether rather than getting it out into the physical realm. And if you're interested more in how manifestation works from being a thought in your mind and how you manifest through your chakras into the physical realm, I have a whole podcast episode that I recorded last year called Manifestation is a Downward Flow of Energy. So definitely go back and listen to that because I go way more into detail about how you go from that seed of an idea to experiencing it as a physical manifestation. And when it comes to manifesting your desires, I find it so helpful to tune into the energy of your heart and not to be so logically driven. There have been so many times in my life where I've done things that make no logical sense. I have booked a flight to Australia for three months time and just gone with it and thought, oh, well, I'll see where life takes me and embrace the unknown. But if I was sat there overthinking everything, worrying about the top step on the staircase, I probably would never have gone. And that's why overthinking can be really counterproductive. Sometimes you end up overthinking and planning things to the nth degree, which means that you don't end up taking action. It hinders your progress. You basically end up feeling demotivated, deflated because You've already talked yourself out of your dreams before you've taken any inspired action and you've logicked your way out of what your heart is trying to tell you really. If this resonates with you, I would really encourage you to look at where in your life you are overthinking and where it's preventing you from taking any small steps. An example of this could be that you've been invited to go on a date with someone and before you've even met them, you're thinking, are they marriage material? (laughs) 
maybe you've seen a job advert and before you've even applied or been invited for interview, you're thinking, but what if my commute is like this? And what if the people I work with are like this? And you've made up all of these false scenarios that keep you exactly where you are in your comfort zone. And as we know, no great thing ever came from staying in your comfort zone. So you've got to get out there and try these new things. And Remember what your why is. Take that first logical step, then be open to meandering and adjusting your plans as you go along. And this is a very feminine energy way to approach life. And it wasn't a way that I used to live. I used to like everything to be very linear and logical and plotted out, which honestly caused a lot of anxiety and a lot of OCD because your happiness is so contingent on things going the way you want that whenever anything diverts from the plan, everything feels like it's being thrown up in the air and the nervous system gets completely dysregulated. So remember to go with the flow a little bit more to be open to allowing life to come to you and possibilities to come to you and for your manifestations to appear in ways that you didn't even expect to. And you may hear people say, oh, I want to get a new car or I want to earn this much money, but I can't do that in my job. Well, what if your partner ended up earning more money and then that had a positive impact on your quality of life together? What if you won a car? There are so many different possibilities outside of our realm of logic that we often do not open our minds up to because we are so stuck in the granular ideas and in the nitty gritty that sometimes you just have to think, oh my gosh, it can come to me in so many ways. And I find that a very expansive way to be living and to embrace life and I almost feel like a big sigh of relief when I think like that if I could list out 10 ways that new clients could come that I'm not in control of or 10 ways I could make more money or whatever it is or 10 ways you can meet the love of your life and don't get caught up in every tiny step and micromanaging my advice as I said come back to your why Feel free to adjust your plans. Don't get caught up in the tiny details. When you are feeling overwhelmed, come back to that first step and say, what is the next step for me right now? Because all of these tiny baby steps, they do compound to become big leaps, which mean big results and big manifestations when you do look back. And Even if you're not seeing the exact outcome in the moment, you have to trust that the manifestation is working its way towards you as well. Each step is getting you closer and closer to what you want, even if you're not sure what the end result is going to be right now. And look, I have been there. I know that it can feel so scary to dip your toe (laughs) into going after your dreams or dip your toe into making that change. But faith and courage, they are so important because you have to trust yourself that you're not going to mess it up and that you are going to get to where you desire to be. And from time to time, 
The little ego voice might creep in, the negative thoughts might come up along the way, which is simply your ego trying to protect you from getting hurt. That's all it is. Your ego, sometimes it gets a bad rep as, oh, you know, I'm just trying to release my ego. We're not trying to release the ego. We have to accept that the ego is there trying to protect us and helping us not to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. But once you get comfortable with bringing your awareness to these thoughts that might be holding you back, to these limiting beliefs, and saying, hey, thank you for trying to protect me for doing the risk assessment, but I can take it from here. I trust my own intuition, my own logic, my own judgment. And a fun story about this is that I have a lovely friend, an incredible client who is planning a really exciting big event for this year. And she's really meeting her edges and getting out of her comfort zone. It's bigger than anything she's ever done. And I'm so excited for her. We were chatting last week and I said, yeah, so how are you going with this event planning? Because you've been talking about it for a few months, but have you taken much action on it? And she said, yes, but you know, my events aren't even that good, really. And I stopped her in the middle of talking and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Who has said that to you? When has that been a truth in your reality what words have people said to you that your events aren't good? Why do they think that? And then the cogs were turning (laughs) and she's probably listening to this now laughing. And she looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, no one has ever said that to me. Actually, I always get really nice messages after my events and people say how amazing they feel, so refreshed. They love connecting with other women. And I saw her shift that belief immediately and by encouraging her to shine a light on that little ego voice, on the limiting belief that was holding her back from taking the first step, which was actually just to message the venue and to find out the availability. It was as simple as that, but it was causing her to feel resistance and to not want to take the inspired action. So she was able to question it she realized there was zero evidence to back it up. And when you have a limiting belief, this is the number one thing to do. Start looking for that evidence. Is this a fact? A fact is only something that is true 100% of the time. And limiting beliefs, I would say, are never facts because they have come from projections from other people, things that we have learned along the way that we've internalized. And as soon as you can look at that belief and say, there is zero evidence. Actually, I have a list this long of evidence to disprove it. That's when you can replace it and you can release it and create a new empowering belief. And that is what creates a transformed mindset. And I'm going to remind you today that it has been proven that positive thoughts are so much more powerful than negative thoughts. So anytime that negative thought comes in, you don't have to interrogate it or ask it questions. You can simply observe it like a cloud moving across the sky and allow it to drift right back out. Our brain is doing so many little calculations every day that we don't have to listen to what it is telling us. We tell our brain what to think. That is something that's really important to remember as well.
And I totally understand that we all have off days or times when we say, what have I done to deserve this in my life? Or why is this happening to me? But can you look for the lessons? Can you create that growth mindset of nothing ventured, nothing gained? And I can remember when I launched my first business, Fala, during COVID, I got chronic hives. It was the worst time ever. And I remember being stuck in the house and this phrase, I think it was Ed Milet or Tony Robbins, one of those people it's attributed to anyway. And it said, God will only give you what he knows you can handle. And I interpreted this as the universe is delivering me this because it knows I have the strength to get through it. There are lessons to be found. There are blessings to come from this. I am strong and resilient and I'm going to get through this time and I'm going to look back and this is just going to be a page, a paragraph, a line in the chapter of my book, as my partner Dan always says. He is always saying to me, look, I know this is a shitty time or you're struggling right now, but this will make a great line in your biography one day. So maybe you can think about that in your own life as well. Is This is just going to be reduced down to one line of my life in a book and I don't have to attribute so much meaning to it. And try and remind yourself of this phrase when you find yourself getting sucked into overwhelm or fear that the universe will only give you what it knows you can handle. And if the fear of taking inspired action and failing is holding you back from taking that first step, remember that mistakes are part of the learning process. You're not going to get everything right the first time and that's okay. If you look at the most incredible sports people in the world, they did not come out of the womb (laughs) as world-class tennis players or swimmers or gymnasts. They had to learn and train and keep making mistakes, but it was their desire to manifest their dreams being so much bigger than their desire to not look stupid that spurred them on to keep going, to keep learning, to keep making the mistakes. And can you think back to a time in your own life when you had to make mistakes to eventually learn? Perhaps you were in a dance class or you were learning a language and then one day it clicked And you thought, oh my gosh, because as adults, we're so used to not making mistakes and we have quite a low tolerance for cringe as well, (laughs) that it feels silly and it feels a bit embarrassing to make a mistake, but try to embrace it. As babies, we make so many mistakes. When we try to walk, we fall over and we get back up. Nobody's there going, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. They fell over again. You made another mistake. We look at them and we go, oh my gosh, we see the potential. And we say, you nearly walked that time. Don't worry, get back up, get back up. Keep walking, keep walking. Try it again. And then it's so exciting when they actually grasp it. And I even find that with training Leo, it's very rewarding and satisfying to have that light bulb moment. And we can apply that to our own lives because we often have so much compassion for others. But when it comes to ourselves, we end up leading with this voice of criticism and contempt. And I want you to remember that any mistakes are learnings. They are opportunities to grow, to 
master this level before you move on to the next step and the next level with even more knowledge and experience, kind of like a video game, if you want to imagine it like that. And I was thinking this morning about how this applies to money mindset and how when you can so-called master having a certain amount of money energetically and in your nervous system and feeling safe around it, that is when you open up the floodgates to more because for some people, when you have this energetic set point of scarcity and not much, when you do get a bonus at work or an unexpected inheritance, there can be this temptation to frit it away and get back to scarcity because that is the cycle you are used to. But if you're stuck in this pattern of overspending and overgiving and being in scarcity, what does that say to the universe? I don't trust myself with money. I can't handle what I already have. So maybe I shouldn't have any more. So this is something to think about as well, especially when it comes to money mindset, energetic frequencies, energetic set points. I could do a whole episode about this, but it doesn't just apply to money. It can apply to love, compliments, so many other areas of life. If you don't feel comfortable with what you have at the moment, how are you going to feel safe calling in more? And above all, I'm a really big believer that manifestation and self-love, they are two concepts that underpin going after the life of your dreams. Self-love is the ultimate foundation of manifestation. And I am a certified self-love coach. I used to do it for a while and I still weave a lot of that into my coaching because I do believe that they are so intertwined with the process of manifestation. And it can feel unpredictable and uncertain manifesting something and feeling a little bit out of your comfort zone, going for the bigger goals. But when you truly love and accept yourself as you are, you are more likely to believe in your own abilities. You're more likely to trust yourself. And as a result, you're more likely to achieve the goals and the desires that are on the vision board that you have mapped out for your life without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling like you have to have every how plotted out because that takes away the joy and the mystery of life as well. Imagine someone gave you a piece of paper the day you were born and they said, on this day, you're going to do this. And on this day, you'll meet your life partner. And on this day, you'll have children. And then on this day, this will happen. You would think, well, what do I have to live for? There's no mystery, there's no excitement. And I often think the excitement is in the unknown. And having a really positive growth mindset and choosing to only need to see the next step, not being this frantic control freak in this masculine energy that has to have everything go their way. This is essential for successful manifestations, really. So I hope you enjoyed all of these top tips, these musings, all about taking the first step. Let me know if this resonated with you. I felt like it was a really beautiful topic to be doing at the beginning of the year as well in January as we are still fresh with our intentions in our mind for the year ahead. And I would love your key takeaway from this episode to be that yes, you need intention. Yes, you need to take the first step but allow life to come to you as well.
If you would love to find out more about embracing the flow of life, the feminine flow, as I like to call it, surrendering to the universe, trust in your timeline, I have the course for you. If you want to find out more and be the first on the wait list, because there are only eight spaces available and to get a very exclusive, big, hefty discount, Click the link in the show notes at the top to join my email waitlist and find out more about my upcoming group coaching program that is launching in February. I cannot wait. This is my first ever group coaching program. And if you've wanted to work with me for a while, but are looking for a slightly more accessible way to learn and embody and implement, this is for you. But if you want the VIP experience, you want a bespoke, tailored coaching experience, Definitely get on board with my Elevate five month one to one coaching package. It is like a life overhaul. It's so transformational. I can't even begin to tell you how incredibly proud I am of the ladies I have coached so far and of the transformations they've made in their own lives. So if you're ready to dive even deeper and you would love that longer accountability, I will drop a link to Elevate as well in the show notes. But I hope you have an incredible week ahead. I am off to a lovely yoga brunch tomorrow with one of my friends and then I'm going to Wasail in the Gawa Heritage Center to get my witch on and see many many Mary Lloyds, the green man to wake up the trees ready for the springtime and I can't think of a better way to spend the weekend. So with that said I'm sending you so much love hoping you have a great week ahead and I'll catch you next week. Bye! Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. If you enjoyed, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe, download and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time.